Hello and welcome back to the Third Period Podcast, where we take a look at the UK's ice hockey leagues. We're sponsored by Willie's Ice Hockey Emporium for all your ice hockey needs. Check them out. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Third Period Podcast. Tonight I have Ash from me. Ash, how are you? Very good, thank you, Danny. Ross, how are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. And Scott, after your many travels, how are you? All good, mate. What about yourself? Yeah, hopefully some good news next week. Um, so tonight's guest has played in the ECHL with the New Orleans Brass, uh, played in the Baton Rouge Kingfish, Kingfish sorry, uh, played in the WCHL with the San Diego Gauls before venturing over to Europe playing a season in Italy. He then returned home for one more season and then eventually made the move to our favourite team, the Coventry Blaze, winning the League and Challenge Cup in the season he played with us. He then went on to have a further two-year spell in Denmark before returning back to Canada in 2010. We welcome Sammy Nasruddin. Sammy, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Yourself? Yeah, yeah. We've got the lockdown here, so we're yeah. trying to keep ourselves entertained. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like us here, I guess, eh? with the yeah. COVID and all that. Keeping guys busy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Sammy, we'll start with the the cliche question, as we like to call it. Yeah. Um, ice hockey for yourself. We, it's obviously it's a Canadian sport. What's your first memory of it? My first memory was that uh, my father and my mom put me on the ice, and I didn't want to skate actually. So uh, we used to have uh, chairs on the ice. To, to keep our balance and to push. And uh, apparently me, I was sitting on the chair. So that was the, <laughs> that was the beginning of my career. <laughs> Just I didn't want to skate too much, but, uh, but no, after that, uh, you know, uh, uh, just playing minor hockey in my hometown, uh, which was, uh, I, I think was the best years, I guess. It's, uh, it was just about having fun. You know, no business, no nothing. Just go out there and play, uh, play with friends and uh, enjoy. So you've mentioned about the minor hockey and um, from looking into the uh, archives, found that you played in the QM AAA League with the Montreal Bourassa Canadian before moving on to the Quebec Major Junior League. That league, the QM AAA, was that a good set for the Quebec League or was it just playing junior yes. with mates? No, yes. Uh, basically, uh, uh, it was for us. It's called Midget AAA, and it's the highest uh, level uh, before going to major uh, junior. So, uh, if you don't play Midget AAA, then it, it's kind of hard to to jump in uh, the Quebec uh, Major Junior Hockey League. So, yeah, uh, it definitely helped and. Uh, Actually, I barely made it. Like me, I took the long, uh, a very, very long road to uh, to become a 14-year <laughs> a uh, professional player. Um, when I was younger, I, I played the house peewee. It was like the just like uh, you know the, we we had the peewee double A and peewee double C, and then peewee B, and that's where I played. So uh, so I kind of took. Uh, the long, the long road, but uh, eventually I made it to the midget AAA. Um, but back then, you know, uh, I really loved golfing too. So um, I remember that uh, uh, going into training camp for midget AAA for hockey, 
uh, I was I was mad because uh, I couldn't play my my golf season in the summer because we had to work out every uh, almost every day, go inside a gym and then work our uh, breakout and stuff like you know hockey plays in in the gymnasium. So I was like, come on, I want to golf, and I was doing golf swing with my my stick. And the staff, they brought me in and they said, uh, uh, listen, uh, you want to be a hockey player or, uh, or you, you want to play golf? You have to decide now. So no, I want to be a hockey player. So, so that's when I stopped uh, bitching about, uh, about me playing and not playing golf. And uh, uh, I barely made the team. Uh, I had an injury on my hand uh, that made me miss a couple games. So but they kept me and then uh, I started as a, like a sixth defenseman. And uh, by the end of the year, I was the second best defenseman on the, on the team. And uh, then they, I got drafted the first defenseman of my, uh, of my team in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League by Shikurimi. So. Well, you've, uh, as you just mentioned, uh, drafted by Shikurimi in 93, yeah. playing alongside your brother, Alan before moving to the Granbury Bison, who then became the Granbury Predators, for, yes. uh, and you finished your junior career there. How, how was the start in Shikadumi, and how was it that you ended up moving to Granbury? What, what was that reasoning? Well, obviously I was drafted by them, and uh, back then uh, Shikadumi was like the, the, one of the farthest uh, uh, city where you could play. You know, it was a lot, a lot of uh, bus rides. Everybody was like, "Oh my God, you must be, uh, you, you must be mad to go there." So no, no, no I, I don't mind. So I, I went there, but they had a good team. I was the first defenseman drafted for them that year, so I had a, a pretty good chance to uh, being drafted like, to to be on the team. And um, so uh, obviously, I made the team. And uh, they made me play, but, you know, they were uh, going to win. They were going for a championship. So they needed, like, uh, established uh, veterans and stuff. So they made trades at uh, the deadline uh, around Christmas. And unfortunately, I was one of the players that uh, they had to let go. But the coach was honest with me. He said, you know what, Sammy, I, I traded you because... Uh, I don't think you're going to play much uh, if I keep you around. And by going to Granby, they have a young team. You're going to be able to play uh, much more uh, minutes. So I think it's, a, it's going to be good for your career. And uh, so you know what? So I felt like I had a choice. So I packed my bags and I, I, I left. I was a bit sad because uh, I had good friends on the team, even though it was just half a season and uh, a good pension, like uh, – they put us in a family uh, when we go there, and uh, they were very nice to me. I had a lot of fun, but uh, that's hockey, you know. Sometimes you uh, you have to go where they uh, they, they they send you. And uh, and my brother was on my team, like he kind of took my spot, <laughs> actually, because they they traded him for uh, uh, to to go for Shikurimi, and uh, he's a defenseman too, so he kind of took my spot, and um, then I left. So. But it was the best thing uh, that, that could have happened because uh, the three and a half years I spent in Granby were, uh, were amazing. We won the championship. Uh, we won the Memorial Cup there. So uh, that was a big thing back then in the, in the Quebec League. I don't know if you guys are aware of uh, 
Are you aware of that, like the Memorial Cup and all that? Uh, okay. So yes. us in Quebec, we had a drought like for like 25 years. Nobody won the, the Memorial Cup in Quebec. It was always the Ontario League or the Western League. So uh, the last guy that lifted the cup uh, in, in uh, Quebec was Guy Lafleur, which is much older than me. <laughs> so, uh, so it was a really, really big thing when we won and it made it even more special. And uh, for that, like, you know, I'll always be grateful for the, the trade that, uh, that got me there. So after your junior career in 97, 98, you signed for Peora Rivermen, played 61 games. Uh, but then you got a call up to the AHL for six games with the Ice Cats. And then you had the one game for Quebec Raphaels. <laughs> Tell us the difference between the three leagues and what it was like going from junior to going up a level to the East Coast and AHL, et cetera. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, actually, like I went to the St. Louis training camp, uh, the St. Louis Blues, and then they, they signed me a contract for the American League and the East Coast League, uh, which American League was Worcester, uh, the one that you see on my stats there. And then uh, Peoria was uh, a farm team for the American League. And uh, they had two teams in the East Coast Hockey League that they could have put me, uh, they could have put me, but they decided to keep me close to them in Peoria because I, I would probably be the first one uh, to get called up. So I went in that league. It, it's good, uh, good hockey. Um, obviously, it's, it's still better than uh, the major junior hockey league because it's older and... Uh, you know, there's, there's, there's some young guys that are, that are very talented, but, you know, there's not much room. Eh? You go to the American League, you have 20 guys, and then the NHL. So uh, it was good good hockey. Uh, had a good season, actually, for first year. Uh, put up some good numbers. And um, I got called up twice by the Worcester Ice Cats. And uh, my first time, it went really well. And then uh, the second time they, they called me up, I was kind of sick and a bunch of stuff uh, happened. Um, I was such an idiot. I tried to, there was one game I didn't play. So I went to get a workout in the, <laughs> by the dressing room and I did some squats and some, uh, some other leg exercises. And uh, the next morning I couldn't even walk. I, I was too stiff and I, I pushed too hard. <laughs> So I could barely skate, and then uh, and then they told me you, you would play uh, the next day, and I didn't have the jump that I was uh, uh, that I was capable of, and uh, they noticed it. And uh, even when they, they sent me down after, they told me, uh, "Listen, you didn't have the same jump as the last time. I don't know what happened," <laughs> and I was too embarrassed to tell them. So I just took it and I just uh, went back uh, to the East Coast League. And obviously the American League is a very, very good league. It's, it's a fast pace. Uh, obviously there's still a big uh, difference between the NHL and the A, but uh, it's the second best league in, uh, well, in North America anyways. Maybe uh, some, uh, there's some European uh, uh, countries where the hockey is pretty good, but uh, I would say uh, it's better than Germany, the German league there, the DEL. So uh, it's a very good league. And then the, the other one, the, the one game I played with, 
Uh, that was just a call because they needed someone, a defenseman, right away. And that was actually my second game of five straight games that I played. Because I played one game, they called me up, so I flew. I played, they sent me back down, and then I played three more games in the East Coast. League. So I was like five games in a row. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, that was wow. something. Yeah. But uh, that's sure. the, the IHL is more, um, back then it was like the AHL and the IHL were, were similar, but IHL was older people, like older players. So more intelligent hockey, less running around, but still pretty good hockey. Nice. So in 98-99, you played yeah. a full season AHL for the Fredericton Canadians. Yeah. Did you think that you might have got the call up to the NHL? No, um, also, not, no. No, not uh, no. I wasn't thinking about that. I was just hoping that I could play the whole season there and then get another, uh, uh, maybe another contract after. Um, the coach was my uh, my coach in junior, Michel Terrien, who happened to coach in the NHL uh, for quite some years, and he wanted to take me straight to the American League and do the the training camp. But I begged him to take me to Montreal which he did. So I told him, I said, I'll be in good shape, blah, 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 blah. And then uh, I did the, the the camp. It went well. We went in the American League and he gave me a contract. So, but it was an AHL contract. So it wasn't like I had an NHL contract and we had, they had many guys that, uh, that had contracts. So uh, my my goal was just to, to stay in the league and then show them that I can play at the highest level. And I did really good until Christmas. And then uh, once again, <laughs> my brother <laughs> got traded to Montreal <laughs> and got sent down. So it, I was playing on the first uh, pair of defensemen until uh, for, for a lot of games. And then when my brother got sent down, uh, I was in the stands uh, most of the time. So. <laughs> So I didn't, um, you know, I still, I, I stayed for the whole season, but uh, the last 30 games, I didn't play much. And there's a lot of times I, I would play as a forward also. They would put me on the fourth line as a, like a defensive fourth line. So, uh, yeah, that was it. I noticed uh, that season as well that, um... Behind you in goal was uh, Jose Theodore. I bet that was uh, something special yeah. to have playing in front yeah. of. Yeah, but back then he was still young. You know, was, I think he was young. He's younger than me, or as young as me. And but I knew he was going to be a, a, a very good goalie in the NHL. And but we had quite some guys too huh, that were uh, uh, that I could tell that they could they could have a good a good career in uh, in front of them. But to play with Jose Theodore, obviously, it made it simple, a lot easier. He didn't play that many games, but the games that he was there, he was there. It was uh, he was doing really good for us. After that season, '99 uh, to 2001, you went headed back down to the East Coast. Did you think that the East Coast was more your style of play? Your you felt more comfortable playing in that league? No, I thought I deserved to be uh, in the in the American League. 
And yeah. I, I really thought that if I could stay in the American League and they would work with me, I could, I could see myself playing in the NHL. When I was doing the NHL camps, uh, it, it looks weird to say, but uh, it's a lot easier to play in the NHL than the East Coast League. Because in the NHL, they know where, where to be. They're always in good position. I could do a breakout with my eyes closed. Like it was, what's hard in the NHL, it's, it's, the, it's the pace. It's so fast and the guys are so skilled. It's the one-on-one -on -one game and it's fast, but to do a breakout, to, to get it out of the zone, uh, man, it was so easy. Like left wing was there, uh, center was supporting you. Everything was, uh, was clear and nice. It's, it was easy. So, but back then when I, um, as a different, it was different time than today. Uh, back then you had uh, in the American League, a lot of times you would have two NHL teams to do one team in the American League. They would split like the bill, let's say, because they would get like 10 guys from St. Louis and then 10 guys from Ottawa. So other guys that were drafted and signed by those two teams, they would end up on one team only in the American League. So that me, I, I was never drafted. So it was kind of hard for me to, uh, to, to make my, uh, my place into the, the lineup. And uh, I think uh, if it was today, it would be a bit, a bit different. But then again, you know, that, that's life. And, um, but I, I could see myself playing a long time in the American League or maybe a little bit also in, in the NHL. Once, once you don't play in that on that level anymore, you become a little bit what, what's around you. You know, like I played most of my time after in, in the East Coast League. So obviously, uh, I didn't progress as much as I, if I would have played in the American League. Yeah, I mean, like a little bit like a, a fish will only grow as big as it's, the tank it's in, I suppose. So there, there you go. I get that. Um, yeah. You end up in the, the West Coast Hockey League um, with yeah. the San Diego Gulls for four years and the most successful team in the West Coast Hockey League are the eight years they won the five cups. You won yeah. two yourself. Um yeah. Special times in the, in in that in that part of your career. Uh, yeah, but it was a mix of emotions, I would say, because um, <clears throat> the reason why I ended up there is because I had problems in the um, in the East Coast League with a a coach. Um, like when he signed me, we agreed to something, and then after training camp, he tried to renegotiate me and all that stuff, and. Uh, uh, I wasn't having it, so I, I decided to just put me on waivers. I don't want to play for you anymore, and uh, I tried to go somewhere else, but with the contract that I had, it was hard for me to find another team because uh, in the coast, you have a salary cap you have to take care of. You know, you, you can't just pay, spend the money that you want. So not, mu not many teams had room for, for my contract. And then I had a call from San Diego, and they say, listen, uh, come play for us, blah, blah, blah. They, you know, he did his thing. And uh, I didn't even know where he was, San Diego. I looked and said, oh my God, it's close to Mexico. All right, I'll give it a try. So I knew a guy on the team. I talked to him and he, he told me great things about the, the, the city and everything, the coach and the players. And uh, so I decided to go. And then uh, my first year, we won the cup. We had a, I had a 
fantastic here. I, I loved it. I mean, what's not to like about San Diego? I mean, it's one of the best cities in the world. Um, great guys. And I, I, I like the coach and every, everything I liked about. And then after my year, they told me, um, listen, why don't you get an apartment here? And then we'll pay for your mortgage, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, let's sign a two-year deal. So I thought about it. Um, I said, you know what? The real estate market was doing really good there. And I, I asked around and said, okay, listen, I'll, I'll buy a condo. But I want I want three years. I want to make sure that they don't ship me somewhere else after. That's when he told me, uh, if I sign you three years, you're not going anywhere. So you don't get called up. You don't get, you know, you stay with me because I'll need you. I'm giving you good money. And so you're going to stay. So I said, okay, you know what? It's fine. Back then, I was looking for stability because I was going up and down, up and down, uh, yeah, I, I was tired of that, and uh, I said, you know what? If I can stay four years in San Diego, it'll be great for me. And so that that's why I loved it. But then I knew I was going to put uh, an X on my career as a to move up, let's say, in the American League or somewhere like IHL. I suppose that with your, your bad experience you had with the previous coach is probably what what kept you in in San Diego for that long with the stability, perhaps that wouldn't have happened if you hadn't yeah. been treated badly previously. Just Man, uh, our, our destiny, it's, a, it's amazing what one decision leads to another one and another one. And, you know, I bought a condo over there. It, it doubled the price of uh, what I paid for. Used it to buy <laughs> some, some more real estate back home after, you know, and everything changed after. So, uh, and uh, that led me to uh, playing with Trevor Koenig and he's the reason why <laughs> I ended up in Coventry. You know? uh, well, I did, I did want to talk to you about a scene, a couple of players that you played with you, Trevor Koenig, uh, Sylvain de Chatelet, who later yeah. played with the Blaze. And we also had uh, Josh Gratton. I know he only was a short yeah. time with you, but he, oh, he turned I... up in the Elite League last season. Uh, didn't last. Uh, I was a bit confused because he was putting up the points, but the team, the team cut him. So... Uh, yeah, you, what do you mean last season? Last season, like yeah, he was he was in. Uh, yeah, he. Um, <laughs> so the Glasgow clan who came into league after you left, he he went there um, and played uh, played half a season, put up some decent points. So don't know what happened there, but um, yeah, everyone says hockey's a small world, and then looking at who you played with, it, it's just proven. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh man, uh, Josh Gratton, he was a tough guy. My God, not that not that big, but my God, was he tough. And then uh, obviously Trevor Koning had some great years with him uh, in, in San Diego, won two championship with him. And, you know, we just had that chemistry, I think, together. Um, I, I know he can play the puck, so me, I loved it. I wasn't even bothered. I wouldn't go behind the net. I'd just wait in the corner, wait for the puck. I knew exactly what he was going to do. And I, I think we had, uh, yeah, we, uh, we did good together. And uh, I, I was grateful that he gave my name to Tomo to, to go to Coventry. And, um, you know, uh, and then Sylvain de Chatelet, that's another guy that I played with in San Diego. And then uh, he's younger than me, though, but he was a really good player, skilled player. He can fight. He can do, uh, he can do everything. Not a fast skater, but uh, good skills. Yeah, he was a 
He's a bit of a, a Marmite character, definitely. I mean, he scored, I think he scored like 30 odd goals for us, and yeah. he was previously in Cardiff. Just want to quickly touch on your season in Italy. Uh, how, yeah. how did that move come about? Oh, that's another thing. <laughs> um, I was in San Diego, and uh, obviously, you know, I was doing great, I was comfortable there. Um, my plan was to go back another year to play for fifth year there, but I was looking at the real estate market and I was like, there's no way this is gonna keep going like, up like this. So uh, I decided to sell my condo, but I was I was going to stay there anyways to play with the team, but they would put you in a condo there. It, a bit like uh, in Coventry, you know, they find mm -hmm. you an apartment. Well, in San Diego it was the same. If you didn't own your place, they put you in a condo with other players. So I said, it's fine. I'll just take my money and then stay in the, the team condos. And in the meantime, we had a switch uh, for um, for coach. Uh, it, it wasn't Martinson anymore. It was uh, Saint Amour, and a French guy uh, from my hometown. And uh, he became the coach. So I told him, "Okay, so let's talk about numbers and uh, for next year and stuff." He said, oh, "It's okay. We have time. We'll do it in the summer." And I said, "All right." So I waited all summer and then uh, towards the end of the summer, so what's going on? Uh, we're gonna sign something. And said, so, well, you know what? I signed some guys. I can only give you this much because I don't have more room on my um, my cap. I said, come on, uh, Marty. That <laughs> was making more my first year. I said, you can't do this to me. Well, I say, I can't do anything. That's all I have. Uh, you know what? Okay, uh, let me think about it and uh, I'll get back to you. So I called an agent um that used to have contacts in in europe tony fiori uh especially in italy and i call him say listen you find me anything and uh i'll go so uh, he calls me a week after he said listen you can go to brunico uh the salary wasn't great but me i didn't care it was the the year of the lockout too so yeah. i wasn't going to be picky it's just a job it was fine with me and that team, they didn't have the budget to have an NHL guy anyway. So, uh, so my God, like it happened so fast that I called Saita Morris and listen, okay, I'm not coming back. Thank you. So, and then the next five days later, I was uh, in Innsbruck, Austria, waiting for the team to pick me up to go play a game. I was like, my God, what happened? Um, I was looking around, I was like, okay, this looks cool. So, uh, and that, that's another good, uh, that was a good year. We had fun, but the team wasn't that good. Uh, I think we, we did pretty good for what we had compared to the other teams. And uh, it was a battle. Like I played a lot because we didn't have the, uh, our five, a bit like in Coventry, you know, the, 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 the fifth, sixth defenseman, uh, seven, you know, not much depth. So uh, the imports played a lot and uh, I did really good until uh, I did the all-star game. And then I hurt my groin. Uh, it's the story of my life a little bit. Like I had a lot of injuries that uh, kept me from always doing better. And uh, the team was kind of pissed that uh, they thought it was an old injury and all that. I said, no, it's not but. You know, uh, I couldn't skate, so I didn't miss many games. They gave me injections and stuff, but I was playing on one leg for maybe the last uh, last third of the season. 
So I know it's we, played against, uh, we played against Milan in the in the first round, and it's, they had like four or five guys from the NHL. I said bye bye. <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> I, I noticed in that season he actually played with Steve Thornton, who is now the the GM of Belfast Giants. So, and and again, another just the hockey is just such a small yeah. world. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was it was a lot of fun though. I, I enjoyed my time in uh, in Italy. Uh, met some nice girls there. Like <laughs> <in> Coventry. <laughs> wow. But uh, but no, but. Uh, the only thing I uh, I regret is that I didn't go uh, ski. Uh, I didn't go skiing uh, until the season was over. Yeah, I wish I did it all year, but I didn't want to get injured. But um, anyways, yeah, you run the risk, don't you? With that. <laughs> no, I didn't want to risk it because I I didn't ski for a long time and I didn't know if I was going to be all right. But then when I went, I was like, my God, it's like riding a bicycle. <laughs> don't lose it. <laughs> Wasted a full year. Wow. Anyways. So after after your, uh, your your time in Italy and your skiing adventures, you then go to Quad City Mallards in the UHL. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of throw it out there for people who are listening to the episode. Uh, in the UHL, there was a certain Sylvain Cloutier who later played for the Blaze. Uh, he yeah. played in that league. He put up 90 points that season in 75 games. I mean, 75-game season. Like, how is that possible? That was, that was the craziest uh, year I've... Uh... I've been part of like the most difficult year, uh, especially with the coach that we had. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's a long season. Uh, it's a lot of games. It's a lot of uh, three games in a row, a lot of Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You would go uh, Friday, you would play at home. Mm. Then you would take the bus for eight hours right after the game and then play the next day. And then come back home for an afternoon game. It was crazy. Like, and our schedule was probably the worst schedule of the whole, the whole, um, the whole league. Because the, I heard that's what I heard. I don't know if it's true, but the GM got uh, fired. But yeah. just be, before he got fired, he knew he was going to get fired, so he booked all the games. And <laughs> they said that he made it on purpose to do the 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 the. the the, the, the schedule that we uh, we had. But anyways, uh, but our coach, we used to do two-hour practices too. Wow. And skating at the end of the practice, I mean, I was, I was a skeleton by by uh, by Christmas. like And I played a lot. We didn't have a good team. Hmm. Us, it was all all work. Like, we, we managed to win some games because we were in better shape than any other uh, team. Yeah. And in the third period, we, that's when we would uh, score our goals and, and be in their face. And then they, they would run out of gas, but not us. But, I mean, my God, I didn't want to practice. Like, we, we had a day off, let's say, on a Sunday, uh, a, a, a Sunday if we didn't play, yeah. or a Monday. And then the next day, for sure, two-hour practice with 20 minutes of skating at the end of the practice. It was like, oh, my God. But, you know, uh, the coach was a good coach. A tough coach, but uh, yeah, that wasn't the, the that was my least favorite year, I would say, really? because just because of our schedule, also, like, there's nothing you can do. Like, you want to go out, you can. You play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, if you if you don't play Sunday, you're on the road, so you come back, it's too late. Sunday, everything's closed. 
you don't want to you don't want to go out on a Thursday because you have two or three games uh, coming in. Yeah. So I uh, that's all I did like play hockey, go home, rest, play hockey, go home, rest. Yeah. <laughs> Not much fun. And especially with the team, it was a grind the whole the whole season. So yeah. Madness. And then obviously you've kind of touched upon it that summer. Um, good friend in Trevor somehow gets you a deal over in Coventry. Um, yeah. so did he reach out to you and say, hey, I've just signed over here. Do you want to join me? Or or does he just say, here's a name to Tomo and Tomo calls you? How does it come about? I know oh, he- my God. I, uh, I Seriously, I, I don't know. I think I called Did I call him or he called me, whatever? Uh, I, I don't remember. That's the thing. You know, when I say I, 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 I forget things sometimes, I forget players that I played with also. <laughs> so... Uh, so, uh, but I don't remember. I think he called me. He said, I think he called me to say, come play with us. You'll see, you'll like it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's Tomo's, uh, you know, uh, it's, his, it's his call. It's not uh, Trevor. He, mm. he gave him my name. And uh, yeah, I'm glad it worked out. I, that was the most fun I had in my whole uh, career, I think. It was, yeah. uh, it was a great bunch of guys, good team. The only uh, thing that was a bit um, unfortunate and that uh, I was a bit sour that we didn't win the the the, the, the series, but, uh, you know, we won some other cups. And uh, we're, uh, overall, I think we did good. Yeah, definitely a good season for us as fans. And obviously, the league in the UK is obviously the, the kind of pinnacle of the trophy. So to walk away with that was a good thing. And then... Yeah. Challenge Cup in Sheffield. Um, what was it like winning that first trophy in front of the opposition fans? Was it, was it just a nice little rub to the salt in the wounds to them? Say, here we go. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. That's the one I think we ended up in the in the hot tub too. I think after uh... yeah, somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was actually. I was. It was awesome. I mean, it made it even more uh, more fun, more special, and. Uh, but you know you can win it in front of your fans or uh, on the road, whatever. It's always fun to nice to win a, a championship. And uh, I realized that it was more important for you guys at the Challenge Cup than the than the the the, the playoffs at the end. So uh, it was kind of weird for me, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, it was good. Yeah, it's a weird one. So with the hot tub situation, then um, who who was the first guy to jump in? Was it you? <laughs> No, not probably not me, but uh, it was Trevor. I don't know. It's probably, probably <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I had the idea also of going, but uh, somebody probably beat me to it. maybe my more more got me <laughs> beat me to it, or uh, maybe I don't. I don't even remember who it was, but we had like four, five or six guys in it. So uh, I don't know. It wasn't me, but uh, <laughs> it's sure my idea to go. I wanted to go in. It was in there. So. Obviously, you mentioned kind of coaching experiences prior to coming over to the UK. What was Tomo like in comparison to all the other coaches you had up to that point? Uh, I think he's a, a player's coach, I would say. A coach that is uh, easy to talk to if, uh, let's say, you have problems or whatever, uh, and then I mean, he'll be hard on you if you don't give him what he wants. But if you give him what he wants, then you have no problem with him and he lets you do, you know, whatever you want. So by whatever you want, I mean, 
we did have a lot of fun outside the ice, but as long as we came to practice and practice hard and then play hard, he didn't have a problem with that. So he didn't treat us like babies, he treated us like uh, professionals. And it's totally the opposite when I played in Denmark. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I love playing with him. Uh, I don't know why he didn't want to keep me after this. <laughs> should ask him that, but uh, I ended up in Denmark after, which is, wasn't too bad, but I would have played another season in, in Coventry. I enjoy it. And, uh, I knew we had the good guys, a uh, good, good team, but uh, and once again, that's hockey takes you to uh, different places and different experiences. And I don't re regret anything. I was going to um, actually touch upon, alluded okay. to slap previously. Um, so you ended up in Denmark with Sunayuska, again, winning trophies, a, bron a Danish bronze medal winner, a Danish yeah. champion twice, a cup winner also. Other than the trophy hall in Denmark, was that a good move for your career? Well, I was, uh, I was still like, uh, well, I was 30 years old. So my career, I, I was hoping that I would, I would go there and then um, stay there or maybe go to uh, Germany after, you know. Uh, I always wanted to play in Germany and I always wanted to finish my career in, in France just to visit and the experience and all that. But by going there, I think it, it was good because the Dan the Danish league, uh, the, my first year was it was pretty good. It was really good actually. It was really good hockey, and uh, I was surprised. I mean, uh, by by the caliber, and I was really happy that they kept me after they, they signed me for two more years, and and you know what? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it was good for my career because. Uh, I stayed there and uh, uh, I did good for myself. It was a, an easy league in the sense of not much traveling, always coming back home uh, the same night, uh, only two games a week, never back-to-back -back games. Easier on the body at my age. It was I was 30, 31, 32. So uh, I think it was a, a good fit for me um, to, to finish it uh, there and they wanted me to go to go back for a fourth year, but uh, at the end of the day, I had to make a, a decision. I wanted to have a family, get married, and they want to have my wife to uh, to quit her job for one year because when when you're over thirty, after that, you're almost going uh, one year at a time. You never know if you're gonna get a contract for the next year, so I didn't want to take tell my tell my wife, okay, come with me, leave everything behind, and then the next year I don't have anything, and then we go back home. So I decided to make the move to go uh, to to go back home after uh, my third year on a championship, which is I think was great. I ended up my career with a, a championship, a great season overall, and uh, I think uh, that's a good way to uh, to leave hockey. I, I would say. Obviously, then you leave Denmark and you for family reasons and you have a stint in the LNAH from what we know of that league it's it's pretty brutal you see uh, yeah. a lot of fights and a lot going on what was that experience finishing off your career like you guys would love it there <laughs> you, would, <laughs> you would love to watch a game a lot of room in the door and a lot of <laughs> but um, no I, actually I um, the coach asked me for 
I would say the last six years before, prior to that, come to my team, come to my team. I'm like, I'm in, I'm in Europe. I'm enjoying myself. I make more money than what you're giving me. So why would I quit? And it, it wasn't a league that I would, that I wanted to play in. And then uh, when I came back, I said, you know what? Let's make a transition. Don't quit. I didn't want to quit just right away. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll come play. But then I, I didn't understand. He treated me like I was a rookie. Like uh, no, no power play, second PK, barely playing. One of the highest paid guy on the team. So I was like, what, what am I doing here? My my first two games, he said, uh, "Oh, uh, you better stay behind. Don't go, don't 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 cross the red line." Basically, so I was like, "You know what? Okay, I'll stay behind the blue line if you want." Uh, but by by my fourth game, I got injured. I broke my arm. And it was kind of tough for me after because uh, I was starting my uh, real estate career at the same time, um, coming back home and all that, doing that, and traveling one hour and 15 minutes to do a practice, come back, work. I spend most of my time in my car. I was tired to the game, so I, I really didn't enjoy it. Every time I was going to the rink, I was like, oh, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? So... When, when you don't have the passion anymore and you don't you do it for the money that they give you, it doesn't work. Like, there's no way you can last. And uh, it, it, it showed. I mean, when I came back from my injury, I didn't have time to go to the gym properly and then work out like I used to when I was a professional. You know, like spend like four, three, four hours at the gym and then make sure I'm ready to go back. I had to work. I had my wife, blah, blah, blah. So I... Um, when I came back, I wasn't really in, in, in top shape. And then I wasn't playing much e either. So I uh, spent most of the time on the bench. So I, 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 I didn't care at all. So I would say it was a good transition because after that, I was like, I'm done with hockey. Like, no regrets, no nothing. I'm just done with hockey. You know, it's not like I was, ah, should I take one more year? No, I was done. And, and that's why today I think I feel good about it. Um, I don't regret anything. I don't. I don't miss hockey. I miss. I miss the guys. I miss uh, being in the locker room. Uh, the bus rides, playing cards in the on the bus, uh, having a drink after the game, and maybe the playoffs. Like I'm a playoff guy. I, I love the the intensity, the fans uh, cheering, all that. But the practices and the <laughs> going to the gym and I don't miss that. <laughs> it was a good transition period to kind of bring you away from hockey, put you in a bit of a normal lifestyle. Is that yeah. a bridge for the gap? So yeah. you kind of left on your own terms. So that's uh, yeah. always nice. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's kind of wrapping everything up that we've got here for you, Samuel. What we normally All do right. now is I'll just go around and ask everybody if they've got any more questions that maybe have cropped up while we've been talking throughout the episode. So Ash, any more from yourself? Nothing more from me. Thank you. No problems. Uh, Scott, any more for you? Just more of a statement, really. When we talk about past D-men, since the Elite League started, your name always crops up. It's always in the top five. So the fact that you weren't asked to come back is a bit of a shock for us. Uh, I don't know if you could tell by our faces when you said uh -huh. that. We, we <laughs> thought you thought we were just, you just moved on to a new league and new things. So that, that, that one's a bit of a surprise. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I didn't know you guys did. <laughs> you should ask uh, Tom about that. I don't know uh, what happened. 
maybe because they had their eyes on on a player and they didn't have the money to pay me or not like I was asking much anyways but uh I don't know but that's hockey eh? it's, it's just like there's always some good players around and uh I guess I was I don't know I, I think there's many guys that came back though the year after uh but uh yeah it was a mistake no it's <laughs> just joking <laughs> Now it turned out well for me. It turned out well, I think, for you guys. You guys have success uh, almost every year, and uh, yeah, you guys won a championship uh, maybe two or three years after I I, I left. So yeah, was but, yeah, <laughs> but good, good memories though. Good memories. Good memories. Definitely good yeah. memories. Definitely. Yeah. Ross, any more from yourself? Uh, just one question, uh, Sammy. What what's happening in the uh, life of Sammy Nazruddin now? Then now hockey's finished. Oh man, boring life, especially with the COVID and all that. There's not much going on. We have a curfew at eight o'clock. So basically I work, I work as a real estate agent. I sell houses and uh, have one kid and uh, maybe uh, one day he'll play for the Coventry Blaze, who knows? <laughs> and then um, that's it. So I, I work, I go home uh, and, and pretty boring life. Uh, I'm in what my mid 40s now, so uh, no more partying, no more. Uh, I just stay quiet at home, take care of my boy, and uh, try to make a living uh, selling houses. I still play uh, hockey uh, with the guys, you know, just for fun. I see the Châtelet sometimes uh, in our B league, but now they shut it down for for the COVID, so I can't wait to uh, to uh, to start again and uh, see the guys. Just to, to have a drink after uh, our game, and uh, like I said, that's what I miss the most about uh, quitting hockey and uh, not playing anymore. It's yeah. to be around guys and uh, exchange uh, stories and all that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah that's all, that's all the good stuff. The the banter, the drinking, yeah. the, the yeah. interaction, the the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the bit that we all like. <laughs> and then there's yeah. the <laughs> exactly. grinding. It's professional, but. No, thank you, Sammy, for joining us this evening. It's been an absolute pleasure to go down, obviously, your career and your memory lanes and everything. So um, that's it for this week's episode uh, of the Third Period Podcast. We hope you've all had a good listen and hopefully COVID can disappear sometime soon and we can all get back to an ice hockey rink and watch some hockey. Stay safe, everybody. Thanks again for listening to the Third Period Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember to check out Willie's Ice Hockey Emporium for all your ice hockey needs.